It's in two days. I know you're anticipating it. I know you've set your uh, alarms on your phones, on your, on your everything you got. You, you're, you're set for Tuesday night. You're set for Tuesday night because the People's Choice Awards are coming on. I know you're ready to go. I know. I'll, bad news, though. The voting is already in. You cannot vote anymore for these awards. You know, some of the people last year that won were uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The people chose him. That was their favorite. Tom Hiddleston was a favorite, one of my favorites. Kim Kardashian was a favorite. I don't know why, but I guess there was, a, maybe there's a ranking for most overexposed person in the world or something like I don't know. I don't know how she won that. Uh, Blake Shelton, I would have voted for Blake Shelton if, if I got my vote in on top. That was last year's picks. Those are the favorites, the people, right? The people voted for their favorites. Nickelodeon does the same thing. Nickelodeon's already had awards this year. And as expected, this is a kid's thing. This is the Kid's Choice Awards. So Tom Holland won this year. He was Spider-Man. Tom Hiddleston, another Marvel Loki character, he got nominated and voted by the kids again. Ariana Grande, who's been a child star for many years, now singing, and then Zendaya. Uh, those are the ch- Kids' Choice Awards, which sort of matches sort of the people that they like and people, people they watch. And you know, coming up next year, somewhat January, February, you're going to have the Academy Awards, you know, the Oscars, and people going to vote. I don't know who votes on that. The Academy votes on that. Then you have the, the Actors Award that's voted by the other actors, the SAG Awards. And so, I, you know, Every time these come on, and I don't watch them anymore, I really don't, but every now and then I see a highlight of a speech or getting somebody getting slapped, something like that. And, and then, then, I, then they always say, you know, whichever one it is, that, that was the most important one to them, right? Doesn't, doesn't matter if it was the people's choice or the actor's choice or the academy. It was almost important. That's the most important one to me, that I was the chosen I was chosen as a favorite. Did any of y'all do this in high school? Did any of y'all have vote on favorites in high school? We did in my high school. And we put those in the yearbook. Uh, you know, I don't know if y'all still do that. Uh, they still do that. Some call it superlatives and all this other stuff. But I, I started thinking about that, and I had to go back to my yearbook, which actually I have with me. I brought it here just in case I would needed to, to research it or something. All right, so I brought, got my yearbook out and was looking, and we actually voted on class favors. We had a class of, uh, what, 147, I think, graduated in 1983, and we had eight that were voted class favors. And so here's, here's on one, one half of the page, uh, we had, who was that? Who was, the, who was the first person we had? I think we had, uh, yeah, Clarence Thomas and Darlene Jenkins on the right, and then Ben Sellers and Tammy Offord on the left. I don't know if, you know, sort of dark. This was 83, okay? So you can imagine the photography during this time. And we had to, I was on the yearbook staff, so we had real pictures. We had to use the grease marks and all this other stuff. We sent the actual picture in, and then they made copies of it. That's why it's not looking, not looking good. But these were the half of the class favorites. Here's the other half of the class favorites. Yeah. Who's that guy? Yeah. My wife, I'm not going to tell you what kind of glasses she called those. Well, yeah, I will. She called them birth control glasses. Anyway, so... <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you that. 
So I, see, I cannot be honest with you, I forgot all about this. I mean, this happened in 1983. I would forgot that, that me, Darlene Odom, was, was right beside me, and then Preston uh, Harmon, and then, um, then Laura Riley with the, with the other ones. I would forgot all about this. I would really forgot. Just, you know, I want to be honest. I want to be honest. Plus, I don't like showing that picture. All right? So, so anyway. So we all, some of y'all do the superlatives, have done the superlatives or who's who before. We did that too. So we had another vote, and we had to vote on the class clown, the best personality, um, most athletic, stuff like that. Well, we voted on most likely to succeed. So Daryl and Tammy were voted most likely to succeed. And so in today's social media world, you can find this stuff out. So I looked up Daryl. I looked up Daryl, and sure enough, he's on Facebook, and he works for a company called Accenture. He works for a company named Accenture. He's a, some kind of manager for Accenture. I looked up their website. I read what they do. I still have no idea what they do, so I'm saying he's successful since I have no idea what the company does. Okay? So I'm saying he's successful. Could not find Tammy, so the jury's still out on her. We also voted for the best figure. Number eight came in second, but Jan Smith came in first, right? Jan Smith, Janine Smith, got voted best figure, son of a Baptist, I mean, daughter of a Baptist preacher. Daughter of a Baptist preacher got voted best figure, which I thought was very ironic. But anyway, so I looked up Jan, Janine, on Facebook. And I showed this to Sean when we were looking at this. She looks the same as she did in high school. She's probably the only one in our group that actually looks the same as she was in high school. So these are all seniors we voted on. And then, then we had another category. We had another category called ideal seniors. Ideal seniors. The ideal seniors were not voted on by peers or classmates. They were voted on by teachers. So the teachers, and we had different people win that. You know, Kyle didn't win that. I guess I, the sarcastic... 12th grader did not, was not an ideal student, right, I guess. And so I didn't win that one. Uh, and so I started thinking, I said, which is better? You know, to be voted on by the teachers or to be voted on by your peers? Now, I guarantee you, every parent of those kids that were ideal seniors has said, yes, I'm glad the teachers recognized my child. But all the, all the kids are going, who cares? What my student, what my, what my homies think of me, right? That's what we want to think. You know, what does everybody else think of me? Are you someone's favorite? Are you someone's favorite? Would, do you want to be? Would you like to be someone's favorite? And did you know that God plays favorites? God plays favorites. And, and I know some of you are going to like, wait a second, that's like asking um, Roland and Kim Brooks to name their favorite grandchild, right? Well, you ought to about 18 of them now. Eight, right? And they're eight, right? Name your favorite great. No, you, you, you can't do that, right? You can't name your favorite. You just can't do that. But God did. Did you know that? God had a favorite. He claimed a favorite. He named a favorite to get ready for Christmas. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor 
with God. Who was Mary? She was a teenager. She was engaged to Joseph, which was a legally binding thing. And she was anywhere, based on cultural, this culture at this time, was between 12 and 15 years old. That's when this sort of stuff happened. Who was Mary? Which leads to the question, why was Mary favored? Why was Mary favored? What had she done? Really, what had she done, either 12, 13, 14, 15 years of her life, what had she done? Well, we know she made a promise to Joseph. She had made that promise. The betrothal, the engagement, again, was a legal thing that they were bound to each other. And, and legal means to break that, you'd have to get a divorce. So it was a legal thing. They weren't in the same household. They just were, the, the plan was in place. We're going to get married. It's like having that long engagement of a year or something like that. So we're going to get married. It's going to happen. That's what we know about Mary. And we know this. She had no relations with Joseph, right? Never in the same household with Joseph. And so we know that. That's what we know about Mary. What else do we know about her? Nothing else. Nothing else. Now, if, if you read in the Roman Catholic tradition or the Eastern Orthodox tradition, there are going to be a lot of stuff that you can read about Mary. Many things to read. Most of them are going to be out, you know, the post-birth narrative of her and, and the sort of the mythology and stories that were told about her, all that stuff. You know? but, but before the pregnancy, why was she favored? What had she done up until this point? There was nothing that, that would have stood out for this girl to be favored by God. There, there was nothing that would have told you she needs to be on the top of the draft board. She belongs in the A-list. The angel headhunters would not have identified her as the person that they wanted to recruit. That would not have happened. So why was she favored? Why was she favored? She was favored the same reason that you are on the top of God's list as well. She was favored because of grace. She had done nothing to deserve God choosing her. She had done nothing to deserve God choosing her. And you and I, have done nothing to deserve God choosing to bless us. In fact, that word deserve probably needs to just sort of be thrown out of our vocabulary. There was an AL.com writer this week who happens to live here in Dothan that talked about this. They talked about this word deserve in the Christian life. And in the Christian life, deserve doesn't have a place. Because if we use deserve, what we need to say is we deserve death. We deserve punishment. That's what we deserve based on the choices that we make most of the time in our lives. Based on the world that we live in, that's what we deserve. 
But by God's grace, we don't get those. By God's grace, we don't have eternal punishment or eternal life without God. By God's grace. So if God published a life book, not a yearbook, but if God published a life book, book, who would be his favorites? You and me. We would be his favorites. But for today, he chose Mary as his favorite. And I have to ask the question, was, was this really a favor? Did, did, did God do Mary a favor in choosing her to be his favorite? I want you to think about this a little bit. All right? She was greeted by the angel. Said, you're favored. Mary, you are favored by God. And then Gabriel said, oh, by the way, here's the favor. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So so here's the favor. Here's the favor that God's giving to Mary. You're going to be pregnant before you actually get married, okay? You're going to get pregnant before you ever spend a night with Joseph. And if you thought puberty was bad, wait till you get a load of this. You're going to gain some weight. And you're going to get sick a lot, a lot of times in the morning. And the next part of this favor is, oh, by the way, you're the mother of God. Congratulations. Have a good day. No big deal, right? There's no pressure there, no pressure at all. This favor also includes, oh, by the way, this close-knit community in which you live, you're going to have to explain what's going on. And you've got to tell your parents. Oh, and you've got to go tell Joseph and let Joseph know he ain't the daddy. Jerry Springer's not going to be involved, right? And he doesn't get to name him either. The name's already gotten picked out. Sorry. Was this a favor? <laughs> really, was this, was this a It sounds more like trouble than a favor. It, it's a lot more doubt in here than trust, in, in my opinion. And I imagine for most of the pregnancy, it felt like trouble. And there was a lot of doubt that creeped in. But we have hindsight. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we actually have the whole story. We can see the beginning of the story, the middle of the story, and, and the end of the story. So we know that there was a payoff for Mary in the end. And we will get to the payoff Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We will get to that payoff here. But, but she realized this. Another part of the favor, God was with her. God was with her. 
the favor included, God is with you. Actually, in two different ways, if you think about it. You know, she questioned the process, and, and, and Gabe said, listen, the Holy Spirit's there with you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So, sort of sounds like a protection there as well, too. And then Gabe said, probably the biggest part of the favor, for with God nothing will be impossible. Most of the translations have it this way. For with God nothing will be impossible. In, in Mary's short life, she didn't have a lot of personal stories to talk about what God had been doing in her life. You know, really, really short, nondescript stuff was going on in her life, okay? There was not a lot of stories about God coming through, not a lot of things going on in her family that they had overcome because God had been with them. She didn't have any of that. She didn't have any of that until now. Until now. Gabe basically told her, hey, you just wait and see. Wait and see. You, you, you know, you keep living your life like you have been and wait and see what God will do. Because he, he reminded her of this. He said, you will conceive. That's future, right? You will conceive. And you, he, he, Jesus, will be great in the future. He will be called Son of God, Son of the Most High in the future. The Lord will give him the throne of the father David in the future. He will reign over Jacob's descendants in the future. His kingdom will never end. So, so all, this thi- all this stuff, he's, Gabe's saying, you've got to just wait and see. Wait and see, it's coming. It's coming for you. And you haven't seen anything like this. There's never been anything like this. You've never seen anything like this, but you will. You will. Oh, and by the way, your cousin Elizabeth, something very similar happened to her. So you are not in this alone. You don't have to go through this by yourself. So with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And Mary, you're going to see it. Time and time again in your lifetime. What about you? Are your eyes open to what God can do in your lifetime? Are, are your eyes open to the, to the fact that, that he, God can do the impossible? Maybe you've seen it already. Maybe you've seen it in some friends and some family members of God doing the impossible. If you haven't seen it, let me try, ask you to try this. Sell out your life for Jesus. Sell out your life for Jesus and wait and see. Now, unlike some of us, it didn't take a lifetime for Mary to be convinced that God could do the impossible because she said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. You know, I, I can picture, if this all happened in, you know, 22nd, 22nd century, 21st century, well, I forgot what century. 
if that 2022, if this had happened in 2022, I think Gabe would have would have had a cell phone, right? I think Gabe would have had a cell phone. And after she said this, he said he, he gave her a piece of paper, and he took a picture and took it back to all his angel friends that said that the paper had. She said yes. She said yes. It'd be all over angel social media, right? Look what Mary said. Look what Mary said. You know, I've, I've been around and, and watched some of these proposals that some guys do. You know, when the uh, young ladies say yes to their boyfriend's proposal. And most of this, you know, truthfully, has been in the works for months and some, sometimes even years, right? So where the couple knows, hey, we're going to get married, you know. So the yes is never in question. It's all about the when and the where and the how, right? That's the only sort of question you have in there. That's, that's really the only suspense because let's just go from personal experience, right? Dude's not going to buy a ring unless he know he, she's saying yes, right? You know, dudes ain't stupid, right? Dude's going to know, know for sure that I'm going to get a yes out of that, all right? Mary had to make a quick decision. Did, now, that, now picture this. Dude comes in she had never seen before, wakes her up. She's scared to death. Gabriel comes and says all this stuff to her. And so in that moment of being scared, of, of, of not knowing which way is up, not having anybody else around her, just her and Gabe face to face, she has to make a decision. She has to make a decision. And that decision took courage, and that took faith. And a lot of us, we agonize whether we're, ever, we're going to even give 100 bucks to the church every two or three months. We, we, we'll fret over, oh, I don't know, should I, should I commit to giving an hour a week to hang out with people and learn about Jesus and grow in my faith? And Mary, in a few minutes' time, said yes. Yes. You know, each week on a, on a weekends all around the world, tens of thousands of people stand on stages similar to this. And they speak forth the word of God. How God has revealed it to them. And majority of the time at the end of the message, the messenger asks for a response from those who have been listening. What's your response today? What will you say? What will we say? You know, we say yes to a lot of things in our lives. We say yes to civic memberships, civic clubs, civic fundraisers. We say yes to uh, lake trips and beach trips. And we say yes to three or four different extracurricular activities for our families every week. But when it comes to saying yes to God, we pause. We say, give me a minute. No, I actually, give me a little bit longer. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I need to wait till my circumstances change. 
I, I need to wait till I'm in a better place mentally. I, I need to wait until I'm in a better place physically. I need to wait till I'm in a better place financially. I want to remind you of this. You are favored by God. You are favored by God. And God is ready to show you. He's ready to show me that nothing is impossible with him. But you need to say yes. Yes to God's will. Yes to God's way. And yes to God's word. Let's pray. God, it's so so hard to to say yes to you. We, We can say yes to so many things in our lives. But when it comes to saying yes to you, oh, God, we struggle. We struggle because if we say yes to your will, it's not mine. If we say yes to your way, it's not the way everybody else is going. And if we say yes to your word, we have to admit that that's truth. So God, let us not put it off. Let us not wait any longer. Lord, let us say yes to your will, to your way, and to your word. Let us live into that. Let us make the choice today to live into that. Live into your will, your way, and your word. And wait and see. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.